So it would have been like going back to C2E2, but like people just were really into Star Wars this year. Yeah, like, like if C2E2 was Star Wars. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slay. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's superhero slay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're doing it live from Star Wars Celebration. No, we're not. We're ki- I'm kidding. We're not <laughs> doing it live from there. Uh, but this week, we uh, we saw Hellboy. Whether it's yes. good or bad, you'll find out later. Uh, Star Wars Celebration is going on, and uh, we now know the title of the ninth Star Wars film, Mike. Yes. And we're going to talk about what that means for everybody. And sign us up for Disney Plus because I think this is the only streaming service you're ever going to need, Mike. <laughs> and more. Yeah, and I you know I feel like I need to correct you, Chris, because you said the ninth Star Wars film, Episode Nine. It is definitely not the ninth film. Uh, we've, yeah, we've had a few more. Well, th- we've had a few more than that. Well, I I don't count those in the overarching story. Okay, these are just fillers. You gonna count? <laughs> you gonna count the animated Clone Wars movie that went on? That was in theaters in 2008. You gonna count that one? Because I'm not. Might, might as well. I've heard. I've heard a lot of people talking about the Clone Wars story because we're. You know, we'll get into Star Wars here in a little bit. But some people are speculating. You know, ideas and theories. You know, I guess uh, they could pull some stuff from that animated series, and it would make this title, and it would make some of the things that we hear and see in the trailer make a little bit more sense. So I'm looking forward to see what you say about that because I know that you've really been in the animated Clone Wars uh, well, fandom I, for a while. I got some. Insight. I got some insight for you. Hell yeah, as that's what we want. It, as is tradition, Mike. I'm here to tell you the tidbits. I don't type in the notes. <laughs> as is tradition, Chris knows what he's talking about, and Mike is just here for the ride to Ex- try to figure out what's going on. Exactly. And, you know, we're going to, I mean, I would love to talk forever about all this stuff, Mike, but we are on a deadline today. Ooh, yes. <laughs> um, Game of Thrones, the final season, the final six episodes, is that correct? Debuts mm-hmm. tonight. Five and, hours. In five hours, Chris. In five hours. So we've got to record this. I know, like, oh, you can't record for five hours, but we got to record it. I want to edit. I want to be able to sit down at nine o'clock and have this off my plate yeah i gotta go i gotta go to the store and get some provisions i gotta build in an extra hour too because uh we talked about a little bit on the news last week there's a screen junkies cram it video out there that is an hour long that'll catch you up on the entire series and i i'm not a crazy person i don't have enough time to go through and rewatch the entire game of thrones series i do have some close friends that did do that so props to them that were able to accomplish that uh, but yeah, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of lost. I don't really remember where we left off. To be honest, it's been almost like two years since I've seen a Game of Thrones episode. So there, there's some dragons coming through the wall, Mike. That's all I yeah. know. Uh, yeah, and some zombies. And, yeah, and we're not uh, we're not huge Game of Thrones heads necessarily. No. Chris has missed out on like half of the series, if not more. He's just, yeah, he's just kind of along for the ride. You know, it it kind of fits in with the mo of superhero slate. Yeah. But you know, this is like the last big event television series that we might ever have. You know, some people might say the next uh, Lord of the Rings series might be comparable, but that's Amazon Prime. There's a good chance all those episodes might just be released all at once. You know, this is the. I feel like this is the last time we're gonna be talking week by week about something this huge and everybody's watching so that's why it's so exciting and that's why we're hyped about it right now i don't think it's the last thing i think it's just the last thing this year because <laughs> you never know what the what what is the you know the 
I'm trying to find the word here. Um, the next big heavy hitter, the next yeah, hit. like what what is the next thing that could take pop culture by storm? And we just don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got a couple shows wrapping up this year. Legion, uh, Preacher are, are, are wrapping up their series things. And that while everyone's not watching those, you never know who's going to jump on that band. Like Supernatural, I think, is ending this year. Arrow's ending this year. What else? Like, Lord, everything's just wrapping up. We're at a um, precipice of, you know, media, large media things ending and, and new beginnings, hopefully, around the corner. So, Oh, Chris, you're so optimistic. <laughs> I try to be. Um, but, yeah, anyway, the point of that is don't go around posting your Game of Thrones spoilers live on Twitter tonight. Mm-hmm. Give it a little bit of time. Let, ask people, yeah. hey, did you watch it yet? Yes, yeah, everyone. I, like, this is one of those things you have to watch live or you're going to miss out. But, like, at least be a little nice yeah, about and it. And don't inundate people with your theories either because theories – I don't want to hear people's theories because I keep myself pretty in the dark about this show. And once you tell me your theory, whether it's crazy or a good idea or not, now that idea is embedded in my head. So now if it starts to feel like the story and the episodes are moving towards that, well, now it's, I've kind of been retroactively spoiled by what you said. Mike so just uh, is his keep own it to worst yourself. enemy. Okay. Oh, yeah, exactly. I think too much. And uh, don't invite me to any Game of Thrones viewing parties. I won't go. I The last thing I want to do is watch a very dramatic finale of a, of a series that I've been watching for years in a, in, a, in a cramped apartment sitting on the floor, like leaning up against a chair because like no one out here in Los Angeles has enough space for anybody to watch a given TV show. So that mm-hmm. sounds maddening. I'm never doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just don't do it. Give, give, give them the Infinity War in-game treatment. Give them a couple days. <sighs> Chris, I know, I, I know we're just kind of in the riffraff. We're just kind of uh, bouncing around till we get to the news. But I had another in-game stress dream the other day. Oh lord, this this movie needs to get here. I'm, I'm <laughs> literally stressing myself out about this movie. I can't recall exactly what it was about, but I know it was about this film. I woke up and I was stressed. So I, I finally, uh, maybe I have appeased the gods a little bit because I ha- I now have my physical tickets for the movie. You know, they're in my possession. I'm holding on to them. I know they're real. There's not going to be some sort of weird software or computer glitch that won't print them when I go to the theater uh, in two Thursdays. So, Chris, it's, it's, we're, 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 in, we're in the end game now. <laughs> we're, we're in the end game now. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, so other than that, I don't think there's a lot of riffraff here, Mike. Uh, I did pick up two pop vinyls this week and i have to tell you um because one of them is 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 very confusing for people and i just want to throw this out there there's a new x-men dark phoenix pop coming out that is out okay game stores now it is number 422 and that's not even the highest number i have with me but the original dark phoenix is a number 22 and cost well over a hundred dollars at this point like it Mm -hmm. is an original one Uh, i'm gonna do a side-by-side photo later i keep it in a little pop protector but if you see the new dark phoenix don't miss out on this new model if you're a big X-Men fan. Some people so, are, some people aren't. So is this the Dark Phoenix, the new pop, is this paired with the new film that's coming out? No, not really. This is a comic book version of uh, the okay. Dark Phoenix. That's so. what I thought. I was like, why is Chris running to buy a, <laughs> this last it, X-Men film pop? It, is, is it labeled Marvel? Then I probably have to buy it, Mike. Oh, uh, okay. But, but, <laughs> but people have been like, why? Like, Dark Phoenix isn't that expensive. It's not anymore. The new one is just fine. It looks actually looks better than the older one because they've refined mm-hmm. their their molding techniques a lot so i like how you're just like mike it's an addiction of course i have to buy yeah it. i mean it's not cocaine is it i mean come on give me a break here it could be a lot worse so <laughs> um but uh yeah so i just want to throw that out there um and uh and a shout out to buddy quentin for teaching me about a new free-to-play game called smite this week mike got a lot of text about that so i figured he'd yeah follow follow those boys on twitch they've been streaming yeah he has i have not been 
<laughs> I, I am not very good. You would just everyone would laugh at me. So, but we'll do that. But anyway, we're here for news, Mike. We got to get this done. Uh-huh. We're on taking clock. Hellboy. We saw it. We did a review episode. Spoiler free right now, Mike. What do you think? Well, I'll I'll sum it up this way. Uh, I I walked into the apartment after I saw the film. My wife looked me in the eyes and said, "How was it?" I held out a thumbs up, and then I turned it down, and then I made this noise. <laughs> so that's how I have to review this film. I did not like it. I would not recommend somebody go spend money on it. Uh, it's not doing very good box office numbers. It's also not getting very good reviews, which means it'll probably be coming to a streaming service near you soon. So you'll probably get a chance to basically, you know, watch it for your subscription rate, AKA for free, uh, in a couple months. So maybe just stick around for that. There's some fun gems and nuggets in there. There's some cool creature designs also juxtaposed with some really poor production design and cinematography. So it's a it's a real mixed bag that's hard to recommend, and probably you're not going to see a sequel. So, uh, yep, we'll probably forget that we watched this one, especially with Endgame coming real soon, and this is really not going to make any more money. So it's a, it's a false start. It's a, a, a blown engine. I don't really know else I want to describe it. So, Chris, what did you think of Hellboy? Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit on, like, just a little, little further down the aisle from Mike. I'm probably more in the middle of this movie. Um I think it's going to have a cult following. Is it uh, a diamond in the rough? By no means. It follows a lot of comic book stories accurately, and it, but if you have not read those comic book stories, you're going to have a big WTF face the whole way through this. Mike will attest to that. Uh-huh. Um, there are some horrible CGI things, but I will tell you this movie moves so fast. If you want to tune out and watch it and have a good time, you're going to be able to because it is literally scene, 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 action, 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 action. And uh, like I said, the character designs are awesome. You're gonna you're gonna have nightmares about Baba Yaga for a little bit. <laughs> and I, I just kept th- I just kept thinking of um, what's his face's character from Ant Man who's always going on about Baba Yaga. Oh, so yeah, I kept thi- yeah. I kept thinking of it in his like Russian accent. So Baba that Yaga. that added a little bit more joy to the movie. But whew, yikes. I still love David Harbour, though. Looking forward to Stranger Things, but... Yeah, yeah. or Black <laughs> Widow. He's in yeah. Black Widow. So I think, I think the actors are fine. The story is, is does not do it, and editing doesn't do any justice. We forgot to mention uh-huh. this, in the, but the music... You're going to remember the music for a little while after watching this, so <laughs> that, that's for sure. Uh, anything else uh, about uh, Hellboy, Mike? Uh, yikes. <laughs> All right, cool. I, it, it, may, it actually retroactively made me want to go watch the other Hellboys. I think Hellboy 1 is a streaming on Netflix. I'm not too sure about the Golden Army. I feel like that one hasn't been normally streaming, but who knows? It could be on, like on Amazon Prime. I don't know. But it did make me want to go back and watch what Guillermo del Toro did because I had more fond memories of that. So maybe that'll strike some inspiration into uh, that well, uh, old film franchise. The, uh, the Golden Army's on Hulu. Um, oh, okay, cool. Use, so you can just stream it. Yep, using my trusty site, justwatch.com. Uh, I love that website. I go there all the time. Yeah, uh, I have it bookmarked. I am always ready to go. I typed in the Golden Army. It's streaming on Hulu. Golden Girls is right underneath it. You can stream those <laughs> on Hulu as well. Oh, uh, wow, what a what a night. <laughs> uh, yeah, then the Golden Circle, which uh, you can stream on uh, Cinemax Go, but I, I'm... I'm wondering why Golden Girls is above this. I don't know. But uh, there you go. You can watch those on there. But, uh, yeah, I think I think it's uh, going to make up your own mind. But I would not say pay to watch this movie unless you go, like, a $5 Tuesday. Like, mm-hmm. It might be okay if you were, like, curious. Anyway, let's talk about good news, Mike, because we got a 
ton of great news this week that I think everyone is Ooh. going to find something just, to enjoy in. It just kept flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing. I had no idea. We'll talk about Disney later. I had no idea that they were doing like a presentation on Thursday, yeah. I think it was. Yes. or maybe it was Thursday. Uh, so then Star Wars Celebration came through and then, whew, man, the wealth of Disney news. Yeah, so uh, all this Disney stuff was happening while I was at Hellboy, so I didn't get it until I got out of it. And then, uh, as Mike attests, I had a, a, a crisis at work on Friday, so I literally am just literally getting now to sit down to a lot of this stuff. And like, yeah, I kept I it. kept texting Chris over and over again summaries of what was going on, and I was like, "Why am I hearing from him? Where is he at?" And he's probably just going crazy. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> I, I was like, "Oh, these, this is fun. I can't think about this right now. I'm going to come back later." Uh, so now I've, I've had some time to relax and, and parse it. So we're going to go through the Star Wars celebration is going on right now, and uh-huh. it's in Chicago at the same building, C2E2, the McCormick Center. So uh, Shout out to all my homies out there. Um, we have a mutual friend, um, uh, Pan Fox. Remember him? Oh yeah, I remember him from college. Uh, yeah, he's there right now, uh, enjoying it up. I love his pictures uh, and his. He won an R two D two popcorn maker there, and I'm kind of jealous <laughs> about this. Wow, good for him. Yeah, uh, but also shout out to Superfan Jim for sending us updates. He got to sit yes. at the episode nine panel. Thanks uh, for that cosplay picture he sent me of yep. George Lucas uh, mashed up with Slave Leia. That one was Slave disturbing. Lucas is uh, yeah, something was, so- only South Park would dream of, really. It was hilarious, though, so thanks, Jim. Yes, uh, loves it. Uh, and also to uh, listener Kumbayahu uh, on Twitter, uh, he offered me his tickets because his train was running late, but I do not live in Chicago, sadly. Had I known that, I might have thought about it. I might have thought about it, but uh, sorry you didn't get to go on that day, but um, I'm glad you were able to find someone else to go in your place. Now, Star Wars Celebration, you know what they're talking about? Star Wars. Star Wars. Boom, you nailed it. Uh, And Episode Nine finally has an official title, and it is called The Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) The funny thing is, is I forgot I was anticipating a title for this film, because uh, we'll be talking about the teaser trailer here in the moment, uh, but I was like, at the very end, they revealed the title. I was like, oh yeah, that's right, we didn't know the title for this movie. And then I was trying to parse what this even meant. (laughs) Yeah, so um, they they pulled an in-game on us. They've been hiding this title. They didn't. It's not even on the YouTube. If you go watch yeah, it, it prop, just says Star props. Wars. Props to the marketing department over at Disney, who's ever in charge of all. Because they they think about these little things. You know, yeah. like people don't want to be spoiled by the thumbnail. You know, even like they're Disney. They don't have to worry about the little nitty gritty SEO stuff. Like, yeah, just put Episode Nine. We'll put it on the next one. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and and all, if someone's searching Star Wars. They're going to find us. Yeah. they're going to they're link back to us. By God. Uh, so episode nine, we got our first teaser trailer. It's t- called "The Rise of Skywalker." We're in the blue lettering uh, uh-huh. again. Which have you heard of the Star Wars ring theory before? Ever? Mm, uh, no, I don't think so. Like everything's cyclical. Like the, the the way the numbers work. Like it's like if you do the one, two, three, four, five, six. The way they line up. Like the movies are very uh, parallelish. Um, All right. And, and the blue title this makes me think of a New Hope again, doesn't it? Like the way it kind of looks. It looks like we're revisiting a lot of older Star Wars places. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it makes sense with the kind of the theme of the trailer that we get here. Uh, I didn't realize this until I rewatched it, but, like, half of this trailer is just that one scene of Rey in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> so, really, you kind of got to click through to get to a bunch of uh, other stuff if you kind of know what happens in that scene already. But they talk about how this is ending the saga, and then J.J. kind of elaborated on it at the celebration this weekend, is this is a wrap-up, people. This is uh, the culmination of nine films. He even um, said 
sat down with George Lucas to discuss, yeah. you know, how this should kind of come to an end. So I think, I mean, that's a big deal. That kind of gives me goosebumps more than anything else. Like, I think this was a fine teaser trailer. You know, it's a Star Wars movie. I'm going to go see it, even though I still got a bad taste in my mouth from the last two Star Wars movies that came out. It's Star Wars. I'm going to see it. They're getting my money. Uh, so I'm glad I can kind of get some goosebumps still when I think about it, because, yeah, I do kind of want to know how they're going to pull this hat trick off, you know, bowling like a, a turkey. Uh, what other sports reference can I throw at you right now? Uh, uh, don't but, don't yeah. try any. You'll, you'll um. <laughs> yeah, so I think maybe that le- leans into the title of Rise of the Skywalker where of, of, um, of Skywalker, not the yeah, Skywalker. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker, you know, that's kind of what all these nine movies have all been about, like the Skywalker lineage. So uh, it does make me wonder how does Rey really fit into this? Is she just a random one-off Jedi? Is she related to anybody? We've talked to, to death about how we don't want her related to Luke just because it's so obvious. So who knows if that's well, going to be the way it goes. So I will tell you right now, if you hate The Last Jedi or dislike The Last Jedi and like this teaser trailer, you are a hypocrite to the 19th level of hell. Like this, <laughs> like, this is not a good teaser trailer by any means because I... I've spoken to death how I dislike J.J. Abrams and doing this and how he cannot wrap up a trilogy or end a movie to save his life. Did he even end The Force Awakens? Or, or, or what What was the ending of that? Like, it just started uh, the next movie, right? Cause oh, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> meeting Luke on the thing. So I, I, I just don't like him, and I don't think that we're going to get a wrap-up that we deserve. However, Ooh, I want... Chris is salty. I you am, hear that broccoli I, steaming? Back it there? is. However, <laughs> I want to be proven wrong, and, and you know mm-hmm. this. Like you, like you said, it doesn't matter if you hated or loved the last several Star Wars movies. You want to see Star Wars. Uh, yeah. The second you hear a lightsaber fire up, you're like, yes. Yes, please. Give me more lightsabers. And that is one thing before uh, uh, you you run off here uh, real quick, uh, because I do want to know what you hear, what you think. But that's always one thing that I forget about Star Wars. We do get caught up in the story about decisions that are made by directors, but everything else about these movies are pure gold. Mm -hmm. And even when you listen to our um, The Last Jedi spoiler cast, I may have not liked story choices, but man, do I always love the special effects. I love the sound design. I love the way the worlds look. I love the, the crazy monsters that they have on screen everything else about star wars is always just pure just like it's like a it's like a delicious uh, (laughs) italian meal like i I love everything about it so that's what made me think of it when you hear that star wars lightsaber i love all of that stuff about star wars so like even even when the story just goes in a direction you do not like there's still always a ton of stuff in those movies that you can just glom onto and just like really dig exactly and and this is the last score done by john williams for star wars ever and and Uh he's working on this one so it's the last one of that this this is the finality as what thirty years or forty forty years of Star Wars right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, wrapping up this this winter, uh, and I will tell you right now, I'm looking at a tweet from 2012 where someone called Star Wars Episode Seven the Rise of Skywalker and the Emperor Lives. Oh wow! And it's a live tweet. <laughs> it's not a screenshot of a tweet. It's a live tweet right now, Mike. Uh, I will link this to you in in uh, through our messenger here, just to show you that I'm not crazy. Yeah, yeah I got to see this. I'm I'm getting that person is but, just like they're feeling really proud about themselves right now. And yeah, no no traction probably till this week. But I will tell you, the emperor. So I love two things about this. I love seeing the Death Star two. I believe it is ending shot there. Like the it looks like the laser section of the Death Star two. 
where the emperor's throne room was and blew up and then the emperor uh-huh. laughing. <laughs> oh my gosh, sorry. I, I just keep laughing right now because I'm I, I looked at the replies to this tweet and everybody's uh, reaction from like, you know, just like mere hours ago responding to this. They're all these gifts of just like just surprise and shock and I just kind of lost it at this one that it's just like a gif of the FBI raiding someone's house and it just says FBI open up like oh my god wow props props to uh at Gabby G41 yeah you you nailed it you're getting a like you're getting literally tweet join November I'm, I'm 2012 do- this tweet was November 2012 yeah I'm retweeting it now wow good job all right yeah the biggest part of the trailer is the emperor for sure. And I think some people at, at first when they saw it in that room were like speculative. Like, oh, maybe this is Luke. You know, he's a voice actor. Uh, not Luke himself, but yeah, <laughs> Mark yeah. Hamill. Maybe he's gone to the dark side. He's cackling. But then the emperor, the actor who played Ian the man McDermott, himself, yeah. walks right. out on stage basically all out confirming. So who knows? Is it, the emperor alive he well, could be. I mean, we've seen Darth Maul come back after being thrown down well, a pit. May, or Force Ghost, more than likely. It, or is maybe this related to Snoke somehow? Did, was hmm. he channeling himself through Snoke? Maybe maybe that's kind of like the dark side equivalent to a Force Ghost. Like, I may, don't want to see clones. I will tell you that. Like, oh, no, no, no. I, like, they did, <laughs> like, in the... Uh, the um, the Legends Expanded Universe, they had it where, you know, Palpatine had clones and transferred his conscious or his force to each one of these several times after the return. I don't want to see clones. I don't want to see a body to be – maybe – I want to see a Sith ghost of some kind maybe. Um, but, like, if yeah, we're going I, back to that Death Star, they got to find that throne room. Maybe his body's in there like or his lightsaber or something. I don't know. Ooh, a pile of bones. That'd be fun. And, uh, maybe maybe the light side of the Force, you know, maybe if you're a.k.a. the good guy, when you die, you get to come back as a ghost. People can see you, connect with you emotionally. You can have fun, nice conversations. But maybe when you die as a, a Sith, you don't get all those lighthearted things. You just get the mind control. I've seen a lot of theories out there thinking that the Emperor has just been messing with um, – a uh, Kylo Ren slash uh, Ben's mine. His name's Ben, right? Ben and, Solo. Uh, that's, yes. Yeah, that's right. So maybe that's uh, toying with him. I I kind of like that idea, but I kind of don't because you kind of want a character in the film that you like. I like Kylo Ren, I, but you want him to have his own agency. If he's yeah. just been brainwashed the whole film, you haven't really gotten to know Kylo Ren. Or Ben Solo, well, you've gotten to know just the Emperor through well, him. So. May- maybe he's not brainwashed. I don't think he's brainwashing Ben Solo. I think, you know, if he is channeling the dark side, if, if the f- episode 7 alluded to him communing with the dark side, maybe he's been communing with Palpatine's uh, Force Ghost all these time. Yeah, I guess that could be true. B- because Do you think if they did that, would his force ghosts be red just because the good guys are blue like the blue lightsabers i i actually 100 percent think they would yes um <laughs> but you know hopefully hopefully we could be proven wrong maybe they're green or purple uh but i want to point i want to tell you something we talked about months ago mike okay timothy zahn the writer of the thrawn series of books in the star mm-hmm. wars universe everyone knows thrawn right yeah um, the blue guy the blue guy he <laughs> said he could not release the next book until abram's was done writing the script mm-hmm. in Thrawn's first book or second book. No, the most recent book, the second one of the three, he, his species calls force sensitive people Skywalkers because they are known for piloting through very, um, precarious sky formations using force. And 
he finds it ironic he is working with a Jedi whose last name is Skywalker and is Force-sensitive. So I think the Jedi will no longer be anymore. We will no longer have Jedi or Sith. They will be called Skywalkers. And that is how the Skywalker name and legacy will live on in this movie. I think that's what it alludes to. Ooh, I don't... I. I don't think I'm on board with that just because uh, I'm, I'm like, ruining your your own rumored <laughs> mill here. That I told you, just, told me not to do. Just because it seems like they're they're like they're gonna try to add like a new uh, a new nomenclature and like nouns to the Star Wars universe. I don't I don't know if that works for me. Uh, but I, trying to think of what this title means, like, is it totally related to Luke? You know, are they gonna add more of his family in? Um, the rise of Skywalker. I could think of it more as an ethereal kind of thing of maybe Luke is kind of seen as like almost like a godlike type of person Mm -hmm. after he passed away. But I I would think maybe that would be more likely to happen if maybe an entire planet, I don't know, saw him fight somebody, but then now he's just kind of stories and legacy. So how do you pass that down? I don't, I don't know. It's, it, I was not guessing this title for sure. I was not as good as Gabby out there on Twitter, uh, predicting rise of Skywalker, but the title makes sense when you think of it as a wrap up though i think mm-hmm. if you're kind if you're trying to close this luke saga uh off it makes sense that you might well, have skywalker the, the only skywalker we have left directly is leia cuz she's not mm-hmm. died in this universe yet they did that, that is footage used from episode uh 8 by the way that is oh, not okay. they, they did not they're not cg creating um leia for this movie that is old footage that they're repurposing for this mm-hmm. um or I guess Ben Solo would be the last one because he is half Skywalker. Yeah, that's true. And I guess we can't forget that uh, Lando Calrissian is back. Yes, uh, he's, piloting uh, he, the Aluminum Falcon. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, we kind of assumed he would be coming back. I don't know if it was ever confirmed or official or how long ago that happened. So you know, it's fun to see Lando again. I guess he's kind of like the last classic legacy Star Wars actor we have left in this uh, series. So bring him back, uh, put him on the screen, well, we have, have a little bit of fun Daniels there. Daniels and C-3PO. Yeah, that's true. We never really get to see that guy. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> you know his voice as soon as you see him. Oh, head. yeah. And he's in this trailer quite a bit. He's he's on a skiff in the, in the sand. Are they on Jakku or are they on Tatooine? Which one do you think? I don't know. I was using some of the frame-by-frame Chrome extensions that we use on YouTube to really dive into these trailers. And when they're kind of in that skiff scene just before it, it looks like there's some sort of characters coming out of this plume of smoke on jetpacks, which gets me excited because I'm a jetpack kind of guy. So I don't know if this is uh, if the, these are bounty hunters, but they were blurs. Yeah. So maybe it's a stormtrooper with a jetpack. I don't know, but I'm always down. I'm always down for some jetpack well, fun. I think it would be very. Um... Like, like you mentioned, very good if they did it on Tatooine rather than Jakku, because that would be, you know, that would be cyclical. But the, the first movie, Anakin Skywalker is on Tatooine. He grew up on Tatooine. Luke Skywalker on Tatooine. If this ends on Tatooine, that would be very, very, yeah. um, I don't know what, what's the word I'm looking for here. Um, where all the story points match up. Yeah. Well, and, and I think the, the conclusion of this film kind of goes with this uh, report that we got that they're going to be taking a hiatus yeah. from these mainline Star Wars films after this film. Now, hi, who knows how long that hiatus is going to be? Is it going to be three years, five years, ten years? Are they going to continue on with uh, with the one-off Star Wars movies, like with these uh, Game of Thrones guys and Ryan Johnson's film? Are those included with the, this uh, hiatus? I'm not 100% I don't, sure. I don't think so, but 
they may take their time with those. Yeah, but it makes me think that we're we probably aren't going to get any sort of cliffhanger ending here. You know, if they wrap it up, where what kind of conclusion are we looking for? Are we looking for just a conclusion on these characters? Are we looking for a conclusion on the overall light and dark side and the force and this galaxy? You know, uh, is there a is there a potential chance that we'll ever ever tell a story outside the galaxy? Wouldn't that be kind of funny? All of the all of this crazy stuff happening in this galaxy with the force and lightsabers and these spaceships and clones and everything, and then somebody someday decides like on the outer rim of the galaxy to just kind of like go on a vacation to the neighboring galaxy and they're like, oh wow, you guys are a lot more sensible out here you're not trying to kill each other maybe i'll just move here i always thought that would just be ridiculous and funny so who i don't really i think it's probably going to be more of an emotional conclusion for the characters because i guess they got to kind of leave it open right for more star wars movies in the future the conflict still got to exist in some way well they're definitely money makers mike and and <laughs> do you leave a money maker on the table for a whole long time probably not um and I think this one will probably, you know, come back and, and make make some money because it is the final. It's like it's like we're gonna talk about Infinity War breaking ticket sales. Like in games, like the third mo- movie, right? But Infinity War or Infinity War is the third movie. In game's gonna break all those records because it's the final one. Uh, but are they done at Marvel? No, I don't think so. So I, I'm excited to see kind of where it goes. But uh, I don't know what it's gonna do. I think we're gonna have to wait. But it comes out in December. Are you ready? Are you ready for December? My body's ready. Yeah, your body's ready. But uh, in the meantime, we're going to actually, if the movies do take a hiatus, we got some other Star Wars stuff we're going to be able to enjoy. Like Star Wars Jedi The Fallen Order, which is a video game set in the Star uh-huh. Wars universe made by Respawn, known for Titanfall. And we had a teaser trailer even for the upcoming video game. Uh-huh. And uh, this is obviously a CGI. These are all cutscenes from the trailer. These are not uh-huh. gameplay by any means, which is sad um, because I wish games looked this good. But it it follows, I forget the character's name, but he is a Padawan during Order 66, and um, he's one of the last few kind of Jedis out there after Order 66. So this takes place between Episodes 3 and 4, and he's just trying to lay low and avoid these. Uh, uh, we have an Inquisitor. Do you know what an Inquisitor is? Did you watch Rebels at all? Uh, no. So Inquisitors are uh, essentially Jedi hunters uh, trained and, and uh, you know, I guess, sent out by Darth Vader and Palpatine. Assassins, uh, if you will. I wouldn't say assassins. They're just very intimidating characters. Like, they're very, like, big... I guess more like a bounty hunter, I guess, for sure. Jedi's. But, like, they're trained by the, the Emperor and, and, and Palpatine. They have She has a lightsaber in this one. I think it's a, some sort of brothers and sisters. I don't know. Anyway, um, but the we found out today that the voice and character model is Cameron Monaghan, known for Shameless, but also known for playing the Joker in Gotham. Yeah, I was I, I was uh, surprised because I watched this trailer just before we started recording, and you hear the character's voice before you see his rendered face, and he looks like the actor that's voicing him. That's kind of the the decision that they made for the game, which I thought was cool. But yeah, I've been like mm-hmm. mainlining and streaming a Shameless on Netflix. Uh, tons of seasons out there. Go watch it. It's a really fun show. Uh, not safe for kids though. It's a, it's a mature, mature adult Showtime show, <laughs> uh, but it's really fun. I was like, whoa, cool! It's the redhead kid from Shameless, and then you're like, yeah, he's also the Joker too and i was like oh yeah that's right isn't it so i thought that was pretty cool yeah yeah so he he's he's, he's got some some credentials in him uh it looks it looks to be good the action looks to be good i want some lightsaber battles this is a single player story there's no micro transactions no multiplayer mike um yes i love single player yes that's what i'm here for uh and i believe it comes out november 15th of this year already so you're gonna have like a whole month of this game before yeah um that that's, do you that's think it. 
Go it's a day before my birthday, so it's going to be my birthday present. <laughs> yeah, so do you think that this game will have story elements that ties into the movie, much like that- Battlefront 2 had it, some that did? Oh, that'd be kind of cool. That makes sense. Um, this looks like a, definitely a triple A kind of top tier game. So it seems like that they might have access to what's going on uh, in the greater Star Wars universe. So that could be fun. Uh, you mentioned that the the Titanfall developers and creators uh, have like some traversal mechanics, like wall running in their games. Yes, and, and we you can, we see a little in here. You definitely tell what's going on there, uh, yeah, which I love. Wall I love. I love any sort of traversal mechanics in games. I love being able to just like tackle a world like uh, running straight for it. So uh, I'm looking forward. I have no idea anything else about this game. I don't know if it's like third person over the shoulder. You know, I don't know if it's uh, first person. You only see a lightsaber. Let me tell you something that's going to make your, I don't know, excitement nerves tingle a little bit here. Um, The gameplay is third person and it's described as thoughtful combat. And it's described as a Dark Souls-like style combat. Oh my gosh. We I have need to more of this in my life. <laughs> size up enemies, identify and exploit weaknesses. Not a... I would say probably less along the lines of... Um, what was it? Um, those other two video games that came out. The uh, Oh yeah, I can't think of what they... Boy, yeah, am, I, I, am I slipping on that today. But um, No, I know what you're talking about. The Force Unleashed. That's yeah, what Force is. Unleashed. So probably mm. less destruction like that. Because the point of it is to lay low and not, you know be be thought of like you know stand out in a crowd as they say in the trailer so yeah. uh, i think we're gonna see some i mean if this comes out in november i think we're gonna see some information probably at least e3 in a couple months so uh we're gonna we're gonna keep uh keep our eyes open for this one that's yeah, for sure I, i'm down the clown yep uh right now currently going on is the mandalorian panel uh, over uh, at Star Wars Celebration right now, and um, mm-hmm. we have found out that this is set five years after Return of the Jedi, and oh. I believe it's all new characters and stuff. Like, there's no one from the larger stories who's going to be making an appearance in this. And uh, we got a new title and a, a new image of the Mando right here itself. So um, mm. it looks pretty ominous, doesn't it? Is that snow? S- so it makes me think if this is five years after Return of the Jedi, you know, uh, we when we leave that movie, we think our heroes have won. They have taken down the Empire. You know, maybe this is kind of what's it like to be a bounty hunter after maybe a lot of your clients have died in a big fiery explosion in the sky, you know? Uh, so this might be kind of fun. Maybe it's a, a bounty hunter trying to figure out uh, – what he does in the world now without purpose. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what I can glean. This is the first time I've, I've seen like a title. So I think that's, that's what I was really looking for of a time frame, you know? Yep. And I believe it's eight episodes. You said instead of the full 10 that we were kind of uh, thinking. Yeah. Um, and what's really cool. I did not know this. I, I believe I have it in the notes here. Carl Weathers and Gina Carano, who was in Deadpool and so, are, are going to be taking this. And uh, Giancarlo Esposito, you remember him from Breaking Bad? He was um, Pollo. Or was it Pollo Hermanos? No. Oh, he, was he like the? He was. Uh, he got, got yeah, face okay. burned off. Y- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, he's a he's leading stormtroopers. Uh, so you know, this might be a first order era of, of things that he may be dealing with. So, um, and then uh, bounty hunter IG eighty eight, the big old robot's going to be in this. I'm very excited. They showed some footage, but they haven't leaked it out yet. So I'm very excited to kind of see what this is. Uh, what's going on? I'm. I know Gus this, Fring, that was the character's Gus name. Gus Fring, there it is. Uh, I uh, I kind of want to see some of this. I'm excited to see what it is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we don't we don't know a whole lot, but 
Uh, a lot of top tier directors on these episodes and also big, big budgets, Game of Thrones comparable budgets. So the the yeah. Disney Plus service is going to be launching with this. So uh, you're going to be getting some top quality content, uh, which is how what you should do with a streaming service. You know, maybe DC should have took note there. When you launch your service, launch with your brand new uh, delicious show day of date so at least disney uh, learned from their mistake yeah I, I mean i don't know if they're even a mistake yet but disney has an entirely different thing here they have a star wars and all so we'll talk about it, but like the mandalorian will be on disney plus and disney plus had its own panel thursday surprisingly blowing us out of the water and we're going to uh-huh. talk a little bit about that right now because this launches november 12th 2019 Ooh, this is uh, just a couple days before that Star Wars video game. Man, the last two months of this year is going to be all Star Wars. Yeah. Um, the price point has been announced at six ninety nine a month, Mike, for all wow. the Disney and Fox con- and more content. Or you can get it 70 for the year, two months free. To me, to me, this is kind of like the loss leader, like the chicken you get at Costco. They, they're marking it under market value, so you come in and you get the potato salad. I think what they're doing here is we've already discovered that streaming services can raise their rates and people won't freak out too much as long as you're adding content. I just got the notification on our TV the other day that says our Netflix price is going up. And of course, I don't, no one wants to pay more money for anything. But you know, if Netflix is still delivering you quality content, you can't be too bummed out about it. You're like, yeah, I'll stay subscribed. This isn't the straw that breaks my back. But I would think for Disney, they're just trying to capture audience. They're just like $7.99 or $6.99. This is half the price of Netflix and HBO and everything else out there. We're going to get all of these subscribers. We're going to have all of this content for them, all of this backlog. And then we'll start adding more content. And then maybe over the next couple of years, we'll start raising the price a little bit and a little bit and a little bit and then i would assume eventually they're going to get to like 10 12 they're going to be competitive to everybody well, else's price if they i think i, I mean I, we're going to take a step back from mike's cynical side here a little bit um <laughs> and i think you know disney does disney has a lot of content but they don't have a lot of content like you're not you're not signing up to watch you know the disney channel original shows and movies mike that's for sure right you're you're getting into the star wars and marvel stuff probably a little more than the disney stuff right if I was a Batman on this, I think that's that's safe to say. It's yeah. fair. However, in my household, we'll probably be more along lines. I'm Marvel and Star Wars, and my wife is Disney. Like, mm-hmm. so we're gonna see a little more. Or like, there may be families who are like I don't care about Marvel movies. I don't care about Star Wars. I want I want the Disney stuff. So I think this is a good price point to like if you're gonna find a niche in here because it's so spread out on like how, who's gonna be watching this and and how much content's on there. But I mean, seventy bucks for the year. It's a steal. It's a, yeah, I would I would agree because I would think I would compare this service a little bit more to current state HBO. HBO is going to be exploding over the next year because they're owned by AT and T and they're going to be investing a ton and they're they're going to be they're going to be cranking out tons of stuff in the future. But yeah, I would think of it more like HBO. All of the stuff that's going to be on this service is going to be quality. Mm-hmm. Like if you go over to Netflix, you know, flip a coin if it's going to be good or not. You know, and, but it, and when you it's don't good, know it's good. Where, where what's even there. Yeah, exactly. So I think Disney could definitely get away with charging more, which makes me think this is how this is how they compete. They come in, they price under the competition, they get a ton of subscribers, and then you know they move well, from there. But well, this is still good news. Well, I'm definitely getting it. Well, with Disney owning Hulu as well, they're getting double profits if you're subscribed to both. So why why yeah. why raise the price yeah. of one if you're on both? Like I I, and I, I expect a I've bundle. heard some. 
Yeah, and I've heard that uh, some people, even I think it was even a Disney executive said that they're toying around with the idea of doing bundles. So yeah. if you're a sports person too, you could get Disney, Hulu, and ESPN Plus with this bundled price and save a little bit of money. So um, I would yeah, do they're, I they're would re- do that. I would sign for yeah. Hulu Plus, Disney Plus, and. Well, maybe not ESPN Plus, but (laughs) something, right? If they throw it in for free, go ahead. Might as well. Yeah. So, but there's a lot of content on here. We're going to talk through just a a brief section, a brief segment of what we know from this Mm. panel that's on here. Uh, First and foremost, uh, the Star Wars films and TV shows. Mm -hmm. Um, So far, we know every Star Wars movie. There's 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 five channels they showed on this, and this may change. Um, And Star Wars is one of those main five channels. Uh, and they're going to give us the TV shows, such as the Clone Wars animated stuff. Uh, hopefully we get to watch that an- the animated droid show that was very shortly lived that nobody really watched. Uh, all the movies that you can ask for. Will we get the edited versions or the original ones on there? I'd love to see. I'd love to have the option. Would you like to watch the original theatrical versions of Star Wars? Oh, I already, I, I have them through nefarious means, so I'm never, I'm never worried about having to track yeah. those uh, down for sure. But if you can go to one place, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. So, mm-hmm. um, Star Wars for sure, right? Disney's vaulted films are going to be making an appearance on here. Now, mm-hmm. this is where I think they're going to snag a lot of people uh, who don't want to go pay the outrageous prices for these vaulted films that come out very occasionally, mm-hmm. um, such as like Snow White or you know. Uh, what's some other ones that they vault usually? The older ones? I mean, uh, Alice in yeah, Wonderland? Uh, 101 Dalmatians. Just all of basically the classics. And they said during this uh, during this press conference that the, these this is going to be the permanent home. They're really trying to, to, to get the point across here that you're not going to lose this content. This isn't going to be like one of those things where you go to a blog post at the beginning of every month of here's everything coming to Netflix and leaving. Here's everything uh, arriving on HBO and leaving. So they're, they want to let you know that this is going to be the home for all things Disney. And they said this is this is Disney's number one priority moving forward. There's nothing else that's going to be more important than this streaming service. So that makes sense that um, – if you if you're a Disney person, you're just gonna have a monthly fee. That's just that's just your life now. If you're bought in enough with this brand, you pay a monthly fee to be a fan, and that's what they want. And it's gonna work because look at all the stuff they're giving you. I'm not paying a monthly fee. I'm buying that year. Buying that year. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, um, which is cheaper almost than buying almost all the Disney movies that come out that year anyway. So mm-hmm. it, it's 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 a bargain. Uh, there's oh, like, yeah. I mean, like three three months of this service is the price of like one owning one film. So it's like, why wouldn't you yeah, do this? Exactly, and uh, you know they will be on here. I think the day they come off of the they come out in, in uh, home release as well. So mm-hmm. there's there's no window. Like once it's on home release, you can watch it on here, which is fantastic. Um, live action uh, Disney movies like Lady and the Tramp. I saw a thumbnail of the Lady and the Tramp movie was on there. And uh, there's new documentaries and unscripted series that kind of fall under this. Uh, like they have a, a, a Disney Imagineering series, the Marvel's Hero Project, uh, something you're going to enjoy, The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, which I, I don't know anything about that. I don't know if they d- jump more into it, but man, get on that Jeff Goldblum uh, hype train if you want to if you want to get some subscribers. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if the audience knows this. I don't know if you know this, but I my wife knows this. I have a little bit of a crush on uh, the the cutesy tootsy Anna Kendrick, and she's getting her own uh, holiday movie called Noel, where she's going to yep. be the daughter of Santa Claus. The movie might be total garbage, but uh, if Anna Kendrick's involved, I'm probably going to watch it because she is. Ah, uh, she steals my heart. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a, it's Disney. It's probably going to be at least average. All right, you're, you yeah, got that you going go. for you. 
Yeah, there's a bunch of that. I mean, some older movies. Um, I think the Pixar film library is a is a great win as well. Uh, trying to buy Pixar movies is uh, very expensive, so you can watch all your Toy Story movies. Uh, you know, Bugs Life, a personal favorite of mine. Monsters, yeah, I, Monsters Inc. I, I think um, outside of maybe some of the animated catalog, it seems like some of these other films are going to take a little while to come to the service. And this presentation that they had on Thursday was a little different than maybe say like an Apple conference because this was technically for shareholders, but they know everybody else in the world wanted to see it, so they streamed it online. So they're kind of speaking to their audience as if you have a, a financial stake in the company. So they brought out graphs and really smart accountant type people that are just like, here's a graph of basically when we think we're going to be able to uh, launch this in other parts of the world. And here's this other weird Venn diagram of the properties that we're waiting to come back into our rights. So they're just like, the reason why you don't see all of these movies here is because we don't have the streaming rights for them yet. But we think over the next three, I think they said over the next four four years that they'll have the majority of their films back under their umbrella so it's just kind of like if you don't see everything there you want yet it's not really strategic it's like they just don't have it yet they've it's already been leased out to somebody else so i guess this this service is just going to mature more and more over time and and that's perfectly fine with me give me some something new to come back and check in on Mm -hmm. um like uh, like these new Pixar shorts, like Forky asks a question. The new Toy Story four character, Forky, is getting a little series. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, for everybody's favorite character that they've never seen. <laughs> and uh, a character, uh, Lamp Life, which is going to focus on Bo Peep between Toy Story two and four. Apparently, they're going to some. They're doing some MCU stories here, Mike. They're filling in the backstory for Bo yeah. Peep. Yeah, and I believe these were I believe these were pitched as shorts. But I like the idea that they that they said like, though this is content that we own. So there's a lot of shorts out there for Pixar and animated stuff that and also marvel that have been on bonus discs that i haven't seen mm-hmm. at all or in a really long time so i do like the idea that there's like the category that i could go to on this streaming service and just watch a bunch of shorts so i think that'll be fun it will be fun uh, another category on there is marvel um mm-hmm. so we're gonna get movies we're gonna get the tv shows you can have one place to watch agents of shield and agent carter uh, uh-huh. Agent Carter was on the thumbnail. Uh, I had to scroll down, but I found her. So if you want to watch those two seasons there, you can catch them on, on Disney Plus as well. This could possibly give Agent Carter new life too. You know, this is a streaming service. They're going to have all the analytics. They're going to see what people are watching. You know, if, if enough people run to the service and start streaming Agent Carter, maybe before they start streaming The Mandalorian, maybe that'll be enough call to action to give us one more season. Mm-hmm. There's also a National Geographic button, which I don't have a lot of information on. But I Yeah, think- they, they didn't really feature it in the press conference that yeah, much. Yeah, but I think one of the shows everyone is very interested to see comes exclusively to the streaming service, Mike, is The Simpsons. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't expecting this at all. I was actually kind of shocked... It seems like the perfect home for The Simpsons would have been Hulu in my mind, mm-hmm. just because it's. I think new episodes of The Simpsons already premiere on Hulu as it is. Obviously, not the back catalog, and I wasn't sure what the streaming rights were for this uh, series yet because it was a big deal when uh, FX got the streaming rights, but then obviously Disney bought Fox. But I wasn't sure if maybe that would still be wrapped up. I guess they could always just null the contract because they now own the company. So, uh, But I guess the Simpsons have a big established brand. So I guess maybe that's the reason why well, it's on the streaming service. 30 years. You're, you're, this is to bring in people who don't want all the, the kid-friendly stuff. Um, also, I don't know if you saw this or not. They, they have Malcolm in the Middle is coming to this as well. So if you're a big uh, fan of I, that. I love it. I love that series. I, that, I was cool. like, you know, that's, that's a great show. I wish I could go watch that. I don't know where it lives. Uh, now we're going to have one home for a lot of this stuff. 
Yeah, the Simpsons, the Simpsons announcement was kind of weird just because the Simpsons for such a long time has just been, I know it's mainstream now, but it's been, they've been kind of like punk about it. They always make fun of the network that they're on. They always do what they want to do. Back in the early days of the Simpsons, they were kind of like cutting edge when it came to like raunchy comedy. Not so much anymore. There's tons of stuff out there that go way far beyond what they do. But it's just the fact that now they're on like a polished Disney service. Just, I don't know. It seemed kind of weird. I'm not too worried about it anymore because I don't really watch the Simpsons uh, anymore. But I like knowing that if the back catalog's there, that's great. Because right now I just go on uh, my Plex server and I watch these really bad TV rips of the Simpsons and they all look really awful. So I like the idea that I can go back and watch remastered stuff from like, you know, maybe like the first 10 seasons. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. You get all 30 of them on there. Uh, and, and, and currently they're on FX now, but they'll, they'll be, they'll be over there very soon. Uh, speaking of stuff, uh, Disney related, uh, we got a live action Lion King trailer this weekend. Li- live action. Chris, I thought we were going to yeah. go with the nomenclature of lifelike on this well, it show. is, it is lifelike, but I just read the title off the YouTube thing. So I was like, okay, I- I'm fixing it right now. <laughs> All right, fix it for me, please. It does lifelike have a hyphen. Uh, yeah, do it. All right, we're going to hyphen lifelike. I, I saw some people talking about the trailer earlier this week. They were saying, like, live-action la- animations. Like, all, people, all you got to do is use the superhero slate termed uh, coined lifelike, and that solves all of your problems. Lifelike. I agree. Uh, the pop vinyls for these are, are already actually hitting stores as well. And they uh-huh. look weird. <laughs> they look real weird. This is, this is way too lifelike. And the animals talk. The, Pumbaa reminded me of uh, a character we saw in Hellboy. Who happened to be in the trailers? Oh yeah, warthog character. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, hmm, is it too realistic, Mike? Man, I just don't care. I mean, it's so it's so weird for me uh, to to just kind of you know be all up in arms about live action Disney because most of the time I just don't care. I'm just apathetic towards it. But it feels like I'm not gonna get anything new with this at all. You know, it's just. It's so weird. I'm. I feel like I'm in this weird place where, like, I want to embrace, you know, trying uh, new things. You know, it's not like it's damaging the original animated. I can subscribe to Disney Plus and I can go watch the original animated Lion King whenever I want when that comes out. And uh, but I feel like I'm not getting anything extra here. It kind of feels a little bit like prequelitis when I talk about it on the show. Like, you know, we're telling stories. We already know where they're going to end. This is even worse. I already know exactly what happens well, in this movie. So uh, as as someone who has not watched any live action movie in Disney and that's you they mm-hmm. will put the trailers to make it look the same but it is not the same movie well I, I did watch Be- I did watch Beauty and the Beast and that was pretty much I feel like I had seen that movie already they think they added a song they didn't really take any sort of a different angle so I just feel like all, all, what you're trying to what they're trying to sell me on is hey come look at these really polished rendered models uh, for like two hours and we're gonna bring some of the songs back that you like I don't know these movies they're just not for me I'm just not on board and I kind of thought maybe by by this generation of these live action films I would be just because you know they started off with the princess movies and I, I didn't watch a lot of the princess movies growing up I was more more of an Aladdin guy. I was more of a Lion King kid. And now that they're making them and I'm seeing these trailers, I'm just not excited at all about them. So maybe I'm just not the target audience. They're obviously going to make a ton of money. Beauty and the Beast made a crap ton of money. So mm-hmm. this will as well. Uh, but I think, yeah, it's just not for me, Chris. I think Aladdin is probably, of these two this year, I'm more excited for it because it does look way different. Uh, like you know, like there are scenes in that already that are more along the lines of the play than the actual movie. This one, 
it's too horrifically like that uncanny <laughs> valley is there like mm-hmm. i'm like this looks not fun like this looks like a documentary of like animals that are about to kill each other yeah and, very very polished and i'm like oh it doesn't feel right but i also think we're not in the market we don't have kids who want to see disney movies mike and i think these are for families to go see uh, you're yeah. like, oh, you like the Lion King anime? Well, let's go watch this new one. Uh, I think kids might be terrified of this one. But I'm very <laughs> excited to see the um, where Timon dresses in drag and does the hula scene and how they handle that. Yeah, uh, he'll he'll probably put on some sort of like grass skirt. He'll probably just like run through a bush and he'll come out on the other side of the bush, kind of uh, dressed in it. And we're like, how did that happen? I don't care. One cool tidbit about this: when they brought John Favreau back out on the stage to talk a little bit about Lion King because they said Lion King would be coming to the streaming service when it's when it's done in theaters and yeah 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 but he said that he used a lot of VR technology in the Lion King yeah. like he, he wasn't crazy super specific but it sounded like he was putting on a VR headset and kind of walking through his his virtual sets and kind of like picking his shots so I thought that was kind of cool that he's kind of really leaning into all this tech so well, uh, and, and, John, he's a good filmmaker I just don't want to see this movie <laughs> yeah and, and well we're also living that, that interesting thing where you know like you can make these movies fully see, it's not flat rendering it's fully uh-huh. 3d rendering and you can actually move around and do that and like that's you know um you know i don't want to see 3d movies i i don't want to see 3d movies mike i'm going to say this one more time i don't want to see 3d movies <laughs> but like that is really cool like imagine when they release a home video mike finally that's a whole movie that's in 3d like you have like a boundary box of for vr and well, you get to watch I, I- that in vr I was actually just going to tell you this. Uh, one of who was it? Maybe um, was it Paramount? Some studio out there said that they're no longer going to be printing 3D Blu-rays anymore. Uh, they just no one's buying them, no one's using them. So I don't know if that just means 3D is just going to show itself in other ways through other platforms like video games or like you know Steam or Oculus Rift stores. I don't know, but uh, maybe 3D is slowly dying at home. Uh, I would think yeah. it would probably still be at theaters just because it makes money. But um, well, cross my fingers does, that does, James Cameron makes that like glasses free 3D but, work. But does it make money? Think of the cost that goes into making the 3D though. You know, the funny thing was uh, when the end game tickets were going on sale, it was a lot easier for me to find seats at my theater uh, in the 3D screenings because uh, people just wanted to see it in 2D. So mm. go away, 3D films. Well, we don't want you anymore. Let me tell you a fun fact I learned about 3D home movies today, and this makes mm-hmm. me a little bit sad that they're going away. The 3D versions of movies uh, include the IMAX versions on disc. Oh, so you get the larger You get the full frame. Ratio. And Endgame, yeah. or Infinity War did not release a 3D version, or if it did, it was only, it was not the IMAX version. So you cannot re-watch the IMAX version of Endgame, or Infinity War, or possibly Endgame anywhere out of the side of the theater experience. Which Man. is horribly depressing, to be honest. Because <laughs> I really want to see that again. I like that. Anyway, speaking of Marvel, they're coming to Disney. We know this. We're very excited. Uh, we've got some of the confirmed shows, the least three live-action confirmed shows for the MCU. I'm very excited about this. Uh-huh. Um, first up, we have the uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision show called WandaVision. Yeah, uh, which was a kind of a bizarre title. They said it very quickly on stage when I was watching the live stream. I was like, did I catch that right? Is that the title? <laughs> so I went to back and thought about this and looked it up, and I'm pretty sure they never once in any movie call anyone quicksilver or scarlet witch in fox or marvel so that i mean now i get it marvel disney owns fox now this is not a problem anymore 
mm-hmm. but they never once called her the Scarlet Witch. So this may be a, a play, or a, even if it's final, it could be temporary. They could change it, whatever they want to do, because technically they're both dead right now in the Marvel yeah, universe. I, th- I think it's just weird that like maybe it wasn't called like Wanda and Vision. You know, maybe put like a little ampersand in the middle. You know, I, it's just weird like kind of mashing uh, the words together there. But um, I'm gonna watch it what- in Wanda Vision. Yeah, but uh, technically, I think up until this conference, I didn't realize this. The only f- official confirmed show was the Loki show. Yes. So it was kind of cool to finally get this stuff out there uh, for real. Yep. So we have WandaVision. We have the Falcon and Winter Soldier confirmed. Uh, like I said, they have writers on board. This one's going to be out pretty soon. We got to see the thumbnail. Yeah. Um, that was kind of a fun watching it. I saw that pop up on the screen. I screenshotted it right away, and it never came back up. We never got like a full res of that. So if you see that out there in your Twitter feeds, uh, it's like this really low-res screenshot of a thumbnail. Yeah. And we got the confirmed Loki show with Tom Hiddleston returning. All these actors that are in the movies are coming back for these limited series. So that's great. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, we switched over to the animated series of Marvel's What If. Uh, and the first one is What If Peggy Carter Became the Super Soldier instead of Steve Rogers. Yeah. And then I think they also added on that and they said Steve Rogers in that same uh, vein gets like a suit made by Howard Stark. So that'll be really cool, like yeah. a proto Iron Man. But uh, uh, he's in there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm down for this animated stuff. I'm curious how polished it's going to be. I feel like I've used the word polished quite a bit in the podcast today. But, you know, what level of animation are they going for here? Are they going for like some top tier quality? Are they going for more like TV level? So I'll be curious to see what kind of talent they attach to this. Uh, But yeah, I'm always down for animated Marvel stuff. Yeah. And in that regards as well, Captain Marvel will be on the service day one. All the Marvel movies up through Captain Marvel will be there. I'm going to say Endgame is probably going to be on there too by November. Well, um, I might have to go back and uh, relook, but I don't think all the... Marvel movies are going to be there on launch day when they were kind of talking about it and they were putting like all of the movie posters up on the screen. They, 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 I don't think they ever used the term all or the whole franchise. I think they're slowly going to be rolling out because of the rights issues, because I think like, um, I think like one of the Iron Man movies is, is, is attached to like Amazon or something well, for like another year. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they could definitely be, but I know Captain Marvel will be. And I, I yeah, and for sure. Because Captain Marvel and Endgame are the first two movies that are not tied to a streaming service already. Yeah. If I remember correctly, when I saw those splash screens in this in the live stream, all of the most recent films were there. I think it's some more of the older back catalog stuff. Yeah, I don't expect the Hulk to be on there since that's Universal owned, but we'll mm-hmm. we'll definitely We'll definitely see. So Marvel's no, got, would, got a big No, it would be really cool to do with this technology. Like every year when a new movie comes out, especially in Avengers movies, they do one of those like crazy marathons where you have to get a catheter and sit in a chair for like four days to watch all of these movies. It would be kind of cool if they made like a playlist on this service once they got all of the films and it would like track your progress through the playlist. And maybe once you got through certain portions, you could like tweet out how far you are through it. And maybe it'll show you like your stats of how many times you've paused and stuff like that that and compare compare your watching to like rankings of other people that watch that, it that, you know, be, that, that would be, be very dangerous yeah, um, that would be, be, i think that would be fun to do with the technology that they have i, I think people can be very competitive about that though and be like yeah oh, do, do it that. or just do it on and watch and not watch <laughs> i want it. Like, people i want people going to the hospital <laughs> yeah you do uh but i mean I've, I've, I've talked about this for years the new streaming service has to have 
customized playlists that aren't just like, hey, go find a movie, good luck. Yeah, I want custom playlists, especially on Hulu like and Netflix, people that have like these series. Like I want to hit like a Christmas playlist where I get to watch a bunch of Christmas episodes from my favorite sitcoms. But yeah. Disney, do that for me, please. Yeah, uh, make a favorite list. Make a Marvel playlist, a Star Wars playlist. Do chronologically. Do them in release order, whatever you want to yeah. do. Give us the option to customize how we watch this rather than just clicking on it and hoping – you know, for the best. Oh, man. And if all of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter is on there, you mm. could really do one of those yeah. timeline watches. Oh, man. Yep. That's, and, and, yep. I, I said that. That'd be great to do. And they, they have that ability to do it and do it legally and that. Uh, I think that's right for Disney Plus right now, Mike. Do you have anything else you want to add to it? I mean, I mean, uh, we yeah. already knew we were getting it even before it was as cheap as seven bucks. So, yeah. Bring and, it on. And we are, I think America is the first country to get it. Europe uh, is looking at the you know the rest of 2020. Um, Asia, dude. They definitely a couple years. They definitely say it's going to be a worldwide service. It's just going to take a little bit to get yeah, there. And that's fine. Do it right, man. Do it right. Avengers in game is less than two weeks away. Ooh, uh, ooh! I got my tickets. We are. I got them physically in my hands. They are in your hands. Don't lose them. Don't yeah. lose Th- them. That's what the guy at the movie theater said. He was just like, "No, don't lose these." And I just kind of laughed and walked away. Then I started thinking, "Wait." If I lose these, can they not reprint them? Oh, crap. What did I do? Why did I get these two weeks early? So yeah. now I'm just like, I got to make sure no one breaks into my apartment and steals my tickets. But if they do, if they steal my tickets, I'm still going to that theater that night. I know what seats they're sitting in, and I'm beating them up. Yeah, well, you, you got to find them. Yeah, you got to be careful. Just be careful. Don't make me call my dad. He'll come over here, and he'll beat you up. Oh, He's man. stronger than your dad. Wow. <laughs> That's a long flight for him. I, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't wish that on anybody, though. <laughs> uh, but... um spoilers there's there's toy spoilers there's leaks there's everything going on coming out of this stuff just avoid turn them off avoid it get yeah. off avoid, don't click anything avoid anything algorithm based i'm doing as everything that i can to avoid my instagram explore tab because it knows that i like uh, uh superhero stuff so every once in a while when i accidentally go in there i'll click on like a superhero related thing that i know is safe then i hit the three dots and say show me less of this i'll build that algorithm back up after the movie comes out but right now we're uh we're in a critical uh critical time yeah and i uh and mike knows i, I he saw my blocking um the uh, your fi- your Twitter filters <laughs> yeah so I'm I'm good to go, uh but yeah there's there's stuff out there avoid it it's officially been rated PG thirteen not surprised nope not at all uh someone was like I wonder if Cap's gonna be the one who drops the F word in this one I'm like they probably won't but you know they they have <laughs> one to use if they want to yeah um also Endgame is beating Infinity War ticket sales in China this just went on sales in in China this past Friday mm-hmm. and in the first hour of pre-sales it topped the first 24 hours of Infinity War there and no no movie in the Middle Kingdom not even a Chinese New Year title has crossed the 1 million emission level in this amount of time this this movie could do it this movie could be the one that dethrones Avatar for the highest grossing film of all time it, it has uh, we talked about it before it has all the right stuff going for it and now getting news reports like this i mean that that chinese box office is so important for uh for taking that position uh i think it's safe to say it's going to be top three i don't even know what's in the top three right now i would assume probably like force awakens and avatar and i don't i don't know what maybe I'm, one of the third ones
Oh, okay. But I, yeah, I think this is gonna, oh, man, it's going to be crazy. I feel like I should, I need to get one of those like fantasy movie apps and do one of the, the fantasy rounds. Cause I feel like, uh, it's going to be safe to put this one at the top of the charts. Yeah. Avatar Titanic. Oh, force awakens is actually above infinity war by just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, I, uh, I, if, if this, if this, so the, the Chinese opening for infinity war actually uh was at 100 almost 200 million dollars in china opening weekend Uh and if this number is any indication of that it could well bust that wall down and open to over 800 million the first weekend and also china is still uh i think people will still kind of consider it like an emerging middle class so every year uh china's middle class that goes sees these films gets a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger so um Chris, man, the only thing more exciting than this was uh, seeing Scarlett Johansson on Hot Ones. It was, very much so. Scarlett Johansson was on Hot Ones. The, the press rounds are going on. There's a couple things. Mm-hmm. I think there's a... I, I want to say it's not... Uh, what's that magazine I just bought? Entertainment Weekly. Uh, like yeah. a roundtable interview of everyone with Kevin Feige. It's about 24 minutes long. Um, I'd watched it, but my, my our listener, Marshall, uh, sent it over to me as well. Uh, really good. Really good. And then I watched Hot Ones for the first time with Scarlett Johansson. She's like so real. Like she's down. Oh yeah. She's like, this is really hot. And like, like the way she acts, I'm like, that's how I would do it too. Yeah. And just to, just to preface, she wasn't on a show hot ones where it's just a bunch of uh, hot women oh, yeah, that go no. on the show. Hot ones is a, is an interview show where the, where the guests prog- eats progressively hotter hot wings. And the theory of the show is once you get someone eating really spicy stuff, their guard drops and you can ask some more real questions. But she was just a delight on that show. I watch it uh, pretty much every week. I love the host, Sean Evans and all the stuff he's doing on this little, show that just started just interviewing just like little tiny youtubers and now they're getting like these huge gigantic guests like scarlett johansson but uh he did this lightning round at the end where he tried to get her to answer uh spoiler theories for um endgame and props to sean for pulling up some really deep cut theories i thought he was just going to ask like the basic stuff like who dies and stuff but he was asking these really deep cuts of like what do these different dimensions mean and stuff like that so uh, uh scarlett obviously didn't know anything that was going on but uh she seemed to shake her head pretty vigorously when he when she asked when he asked if captain america dies but you know who knew who knows what that means but that was a fun go go watch hot ones uh even if scarlett johansson's not on it. it's a fun youtube show yeah and then also this week i have a new theory on their hand devices mike that we've seen and all this stuff uh, another week another theory i know Chris. i want to ruin mike's uh preconceived notions yet again um so the hand devices i think they're for holding infinity stones mike and why do I say this? Because Thor doesn't have one. Captain Marvel doesn't have one. Everyone else does. Who are the only two people I've ever seen holding an Infinity Stone? Captain Marvel and Thor. So if there is some time travel dimension hopping, I don't know. We're going to be wrong. We're going to be wrong by a long shot in this movie. Uh, maybe they're high steam these Infinity Stones uh, from Thanos or the, the past. And they, they can't Chris- hold them because we saw what happens if you hold them. You blow right, right up. That's it's obvious what we should be doing here, Chris, is we should be tweeting all of these theories so we can get the Gabby uh, nod when we're right and people retweet us a bunch. Uh, I'm not, <laughs> but that, I still, not that forward thinking. Uh, I, I still think it's just uh, it's all one big Feige cover up. He's just uh, he's just pulling the wool off our eyes and they're not anything. We don't. They're just like a little addition to the suit. I don't know. I, I don't. 
I'm kind of worried about them trying to explain a science or a technology that grapples with these stones. I'm not saying it's not possible. I think we have the groundwork there of of Shuri having all of this data from working on Vision Stone. You know, they worked on the stones when they created Vision and Ultron. So I'm sure they have data there, but I'm just not looking forward to the mumbo jumbo that's going to be in the script that explains how they're able to build this stuff. Hopefully, I love the Russo brothers. They know what they're doing. If anybody can pull it off, it's well, them. They've been but, working uh, with Infinity Stones since Captain America, the first Avenger, because the Nazis and Red Skull worked with them and built guns out of them. So, I mean, like, the history is there, and they can be like, oh, yeah, we pulled this from, you know, what's his name? Um, not Red Skull, but the dude who built them. Zola's mm-hmm. archives on how to handle a stone. I don't know. I've just never seen anyone touch one, and anytime they did, they either died or got sent to a a place to watch over a soul stone. I don't know. Like there's this. Well, it's hifty. It's, if history is any indication on this show, uh, Chris, you're probably right. And I'm probably dead wrong. So we'll see how it goes. I don't think <laughs> so. I think we're all wrong on this one. So I look forward to being very, very wrong. The black widow movie is going to film this June. According to David Harbour. Think he's mm-hmm. right. Think he's pulling her leg. Uh, I think he's looking forward to the next film. He gets to make because I don't think he's making another Hellboy, Chris. Yeah, but he already got paid for it. So it doesn't matter. He's got stranger things. He's got. He's going to get that Marvel money. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. He could even. You know what he should do? Hmm. More Tide ads. <laughs> Man, <laughs> you know, that's so. You just want the Tide cinematic universe, Chris. I, I don't know if about that much, but I just want more Tide ads. I would love. I mean, I I take an intermission in all my movies to see a Tide ad. That's for sure. Ah, oh, man. Speaking of intermission, Kevin Feige says no point in Endgame is going to be good for going to the bathroom. But I think that's just a producer spin saying that every moment, every frame of this film is too good. You can't go to the bathroom. But yeah. uh, you know we're going to have to go to the bathroom, Feige. This movie's three hours long. You, you know, I told you about my third showing tickets, right? I now have – I'm going to see Endgame three times within a week. I'm very excited right. because anytime I miss it going to the bathroom, either of those times, I'll make sure not to do it during that there third you time. There you go. You're going to have an official composite viewing of the film. Yeah, that's right. I'll be the only one within within a week. So uh, there's, there's probably people watching it three times the first day, those six sons of bitches. <laughs> but uh, all right. We are down to four hours to Game of Thrones. Mike, it's time to wrap this up and get out of here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm gonna send you on your way. People know what you're doing, what you're up to, your reactions today. Maybe you're gonna live tweet them. I don't know. Where can they find it at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, see what you're doing, see if you die falling off a ladder that you just bought. Because uh, that's so what that, that's what we do as adults now. We go out and buy ladders for our backyards. Chris, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. And yes, I was very terrified being 22 feet up in the air, by the way. I was <laughs> I could not do it. Uh, you can also head over to Comic UI, uh, and you can also listen to Superhero Slate. Send me, send me your messages, send me your tweets, send me your theories on Endgame because I want to know that Mike doesn't don't send them to him yeah. uh, and if people want to listen to more of our stuff maybe the Hellboy review why they should or should not go see that movie where can they find all of our stuff at as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues we host the show and to get our awesome show notes. So we talked about a lot of trailers in this uh, episode. Uh, also, a Mandalorian poster. We got all of those links in our show notes. You don't have to run all over the internet for those. You don't have to ask Google to get those things for you. Just go to our show notes and you can get them. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We're out there, people. Subscribe. We love, we, we love the subscribes. We love them subs. Hit the bell. Do whatever you do 
on YouTube. I don't know what the spiel is over there anymore. It changes too much. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Shout out to Superfan Jim. I believe he wore the Superhero Slate shirt to Star Wars Celebration yes. because I used my sneaky eyeballs, and I saw in between his hoodie. I was like, that's a purple shirt. I think that's the Superhero Slate shirt. So shout out to Jim. We love our super fans, and we love hearing from you. Uh, let us know what you what you're thinking. What do, what are all your theories on Star Wars? Star Wars is still far enough out. I want to hear your Star Wars theories, so that's okay. So you can reach out to us on Twitter, drop us a line in the YouTube comments. We love hearing from you. If you want to be a super fan of the show, uh, all you got to do is share the show with a friend and share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. And you got to be subscribed because man, come on, Endgame is coming out soon. This is this is it. This is our Super Bowl. This is our mecca. This is however you want to say it. This this is it for us this year. This is going to be the peak of superhero slate. Obviously, we got other good movies that that are coming out this year that we'll be excited for. That you know will probably be very positively reviewed. But like Endgame, that's the that's the peak, man. Yeah. That is it. That is the peak for this whole podcast in general. I don't know what we're going to do after that, Chris. But man, it is. Make the, sure you're subscribed. It is the last Avengers movie of the year. You can't hold anything back now. <laughs> we're so in the end game now. We're in the end game now. So, oh, boy. Uh, all right. Well, we got to go uh, get our stuff ready, and we will catch you guys next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. I did the one in Dallas. Um, the one we talked about has a water burger, so I'm very excited to uh-huh. do that and then go straight to In-N-Out. So.